Welcome, I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is Praying Scripture, a weekday broadcast where we use God's own words to honor Him and to talk to Him about the things going on in our life and in our world. Join me as we dive into episode 34 today. We're going to work our way through four different topics. We'll be in worship, we will be in Psalm 25, 1 through 11, a personal prayer, and a prayer for our culture. In the worship time this week, we are focusing on God's imminence. Imminence is that He has an indwelling presence in the universe and is personally involved in its inworkings and outworkings. He is with us. He is close to us no matter where we are. We are going to use Hebrews 1.3 and Haggai 2.4 and 5 today. So first, let's look at the Hebrews verse. It says, He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of His nature, and He upholds the universe by the word of His power. After making purification for sin, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Now, that is an entire verse describing Jesus. That's who we're talking about in that verse. Haggai 2, 4, and 5 says, Be strong, all you people of the land, declares the Lord. Work, for I am with you, declares the Lord of hosts. According to the covenant that I made with you when you came out of Egypt, my spirit remains in your midst. Fear not. Let's pray. Lord, you are the radiance of the glory of God. Jesus, that's who you are. You are the exact imprint of the Father's nature, and you uphold the universe by the word of your power. You are in everything that we can imagine. You are everywhere that we can go. We cannot escape from your presence, and you uphold everything that we see and know. We can be strong, for you are with us. Your spirit remains in our midst so close in our midst in this New Testament time that you are within us. Spirit, thank you for your ministry within us. And as we come into this prayer time today, we honor you, God, for your eminence, that you are able to be so close to us, so close to every single one of us at the same time. It's really amazing when we think about it, and today we honor you for that. Pray that as we continue with this broadcast, these prayers, that you would guide and direct this time, and that everything we say and do in this time would be honoring to you. Pray that you would make this prayer accessible to the people who need to hear it today, who need to be praying with us today, who need to be a part of this prayer community and this specific prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Today we are in Psalm 25, 1 through 11. So we start a new psalm today. Psalm 25 is an individual lament, but the expression of trust is so explicit that it's tempting to call it a psalm of confidence. You can see it that way, too. It is an acrostic poem, which means that each unit starts with a consecutive letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And though this one isn't perfect, there is one letter that repeats and one is missing. It's a model for those who are suffering, includes an acknowledgment of personal sin, and is written by David. It's called Dependence on the Lord of David. I'm going to read, pray, read, pray, read, pray this time. Lord, I appeal to you. My God, I trust in you. Do not let me be disgraced. Do not let my enemies gloat over me. No one who waits for you will be disgraced. Those who act treacherously without cause will be disgraced. Lord, our appeal is to you as well. Help us not to look for other things for help. Help us not to turn to the things of this world for help. Help us to appeal to you. Don't let us be disgraced. Don't let our enemies gloat over us. Lord, we need your help when we are afflicted. No one who waits for you will be disgraced. This was coming from a culture that was focused on honor and disgrace, honor and shame. And so 
This is David saying, don't let my enemies reduce my honor, my status in the eyes of my culture. And Lord, I pray for your church that you would protect us from disgrace in the eyes of our culture, but only because we are serving our culture. Make your ways known to me, Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me for you are the God of my salvation. That's a straight up prayer, Father, that I can just say myself, make your ways known to me, Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me for you are the God of my salvation. I wait for you all day long. Remember, Lord, your compassion and your faithful love, for they have existed from antiquity. Do not remember the sins of my youth or my acts of rebellion. In keeping with your faithful love, remember me because of your goodness, Lord. Jesus, we have the privilege of living in a time when your sacrifice for us has been made, when we can come before the Father in the righteousness of Christ. That wasn't true in David's time. He was asking you to remember him because of your faithful love. I am asking you to remember us because of the righteousness of Christ. Deal with us on the basis of the righteousness of Christ. The Lord is good and upright, therefore he shows sinners the way. He leads the humble in what is right and teaches them his way. All the Lord's ways show faithful love and truth to those who keep his covenant and decrees. Lord, for the sake of your name, forgive my iniquity, for it is immense. Lord, you are good and upright, and Jesus, you showed us the way. You lead the humble, so I ask that we would be walking through our lives in humility. You would lead us then in what is right and teach us your ways. All of your ways show faithful love and truth for those who keep your covenant and decrees. And I pray that we would be those people, that we would keep your covenants and your decrees for the sake of your name, for the glory of your name. I ask you to forgive our sins for they are immense. In Jesus' name, amen. We are talking about submitted hearts in this section this week when we're praying for ourselves. And we have been talking about submission to God. But there is another outworking of the idea of submission that we need to, as believers, pay attention to, and it's submission to each other as brothers and sisters in Christ. We have four verses about submission today, and I'm going to read them all and then pray. Ephesians 5.25 says, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Ephesians 5.24, Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. Ephesians 5.21 says, Submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. And 1 Peter 5.5 says, Likewise, you who are younger, submit to the elders. Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility toward one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Let's pray. Lord, we absolutely need hearts submitted to you. But you show us over and over in Scripture that there's not one of us who is not supposed to submit to another. We are supposed to submit to one another in Christ. We're supposed to treat each other as Christ treated us. We are to have hearts of humility. We are to be clothed with humility towards one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Lord, I ask that as we think of our relationships today, as we interact with people, that we would do so in humility, that we would do so in service, and that we would do so in submission. Let the hearts of your people be submitted to each other as Christ was submitted to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Last section of the day, we are praying for our culture in the area of politics, of the government this week. 
And today we are looking at the church. We're going to be talking about how the church should be acting in this election season. I'm going to read a verse and then pray a verse. Read a verse, pray a verse. This is Joshua 1, 9. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Father, I pray that a courage born of wisdom would be given to all Christians in all places of leadership in our government, in the courts, in law schools across the nation, so that they will stand for a godly basis in the law. I pray that courage born of wisdom would be given to all of your church as we walk through this period of time leading up to the election. What would it look like, Father, if our actions, if our words, and if our discussions would be based on a courage born of wisdom, not afraid to speak, but speaking as we just prayed in submission and humility, born of wisdom. Lord, I pray that your church would act that way in these next months to come, that we would have courage born of wisdom. Colossians 3.15 says, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you are called to peace and be thankful. Father, I pray that the church in America would so noticeably live in Christ's peace that that peace would come into all the councils of our nation. Pray that your church would be an example of Christ ruling in our hearts and displaying peace amongst each other, that our nation could not help but see that. That is radically different from where we are now. And Lord, I ask for your forgiveness on the part of the American church for being divisive, for being strident, for not being full of gentleness and humility. Lord, forgive us. And I ask that instead that you would replace that with a spirit of peace. First Timothy 2.8 says, Therefore, I want the men everywhere to pray, lifting up holy hands without anger or disputing. Father, this is a call to prayer, and I ask you to make that call in our hearts in all of the church across the nation so that as we come forward to this election that you have people on their knees, both for candidates, for the process, and for ourselves. I pray that we would be a nation of repentant spirits. Pray that you would call us to the act, to the work, to the joy of prayer. Matthew 2540 says, The king will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for the one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Lord, I ask for a spirit of humility in the church and a heart that cares for those whom the Bible calls the least of these. Now, it's really easy for all of us, no matter which side of the fence we're on, no matter what political party we identify with, to assume that my pet parts of the platform are the only ones that matter. But you talk about caring for the least of these in our daily lives in so many ways. There are so many issues that deal with this, how a culture cares for the least of these. And I pray, Father, that as we progress through this election process, that you would call your church to know how we as a country should approach praying and caring for the least of these in very practical ways. I pray that we would become a nation that would honor those who most nations and who we in the past have dishonored. Pray that we would lift up the weak. I pray that we would become a nation known for protecting those who need protection. I pray that we would become a nation known for providing for those who need provision. 
I pray that we would become a nation known for hearts softened for people, that we would become a nation known for loving one another in ways that go far beyond what we have done in the past. And I pray that as we proceed in this election, you would lay the groundwork, lay the foundation for that heart change for our nation. In Jesus' name, amen. And the last one, Ephesians 4.2. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. Lord, your church needs a dose of this today. Help us speak with no corrupting talk coming out of our mouths, but help the voice of the church become only what is good for building up so that it gives grace to those who hear. And when I say the voice of the church, Father, I don't just mean the voice of the church as we think of it in general terms, as churches speak, but I mean the voice of your people. Let our voices in discussions about politics, let no corrupting talk come out of our mouths when we are having those discussions. Only what is good for building up, as fits the occasion that will give grace to those who hear. Lord, help us speak in a way that gives grace in regard to all of our conversations, but particularly because we are praying right now for our elections and for our government. I pray that when we are talking about politics, that our mouths would only speak what is good for building up and give grace to those who hear. Imagine if that were the tone that we spoke on social media. Imagine if that were the tone that we spoke at our dinner tables. Imagine if that were the tone that we spoke in public. Father, make it so. Let it be. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank y'all so much for praying with me today. I so appreciate that you join your voice to mine. I do this every day, so I will be back again tomorrow and close out the week, and I would love to have you join me for that broadcast. If you're watching this as a broadcast and you find it helpful, share it with a friend who would appreciate it and who would like to pray with us. If you're a podcast listener, the best thing that you can do to help us get more people to join with us in prayer is to subscribe and rate and review the podcast. So appreciate that. My heart is that as we pray scripture together, that we will all grow in our prayer lives and that God will use this time to direct your heart and your circumstances as he uses it to direct my heart in my circumstances. I pray that he will answer these prayers in mighty, mighty ways. But most of all, I pray that you will fall deeper in love with the God who gave us these words that we are praying. Amen. Amen.